All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Sunday, January 18th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And Clayton, what a weekend. It's a good weekend to run a movie theater, to run Blumhouse, to be James Cameron, to be Tom Hanks, to be Puss in Boots Mm. for sure. And most importantly, it's a good weekend to be Pat of the B.O. Boys because I nailed it. And Clayton, why don't you do your official plow and just tell the listeners just how perfectly I nailed it this weekend. So, number one movie for the fourth weekend in a row, Avatar, The Way of Water, made $45 million, down only 33%. It added 138 theaters. It's at $516.7 million. Number two, Megan made $30.2 million in its first frame. Number three, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, made $13.1 million, down only 22%. It lost 202 theaters. It's at 87.7 in its third weekend. Number four, A Man Called Otto made $4.2 million, an increase of 7,366%. It added 633 theaters. This is its second weekend of release. The first weekend, it was only in uh, single digits theaters. Mm -hmm. And number five, Holding Strong, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, made $3.3 million, down 34%. It lost 55 theaters. It's at $445.4 million in its ninth weekend. And that is the top five. All right. So, you know, just quickly... Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, that fell outside the top five. Babylon at eight, that's just fully bombing as much as you could bomb. Violent Night, still in the top 10 for possibly its last weekend. This Christmas release is at $49 million. It's so close to 50, so close. And my menu, it's on HBO Max, but it it's still in the top 10. It's at $37.6 million. Maybe they keep it out there to get it to 40, or if there's some wintertime drive-ins that you do double feature with, maybe maybe they could get it there. But anyway, those are what's outside the top what five. Do you, but, what do you do? It? Do you want to talk about Corsage from IFC Films? No, do you want to talk I just about wanted Broker? to get some quick what, what hits. Do you, what do you right, want well, to talk about it. here? Let's do it. Let's talk about Jeez. our girl. Megan. Megan. Wow. I mean, I, listen, I wanted to, I didn't want to jump right into congratulating myself. I wanted to try and be polite, try and be humble. But if you don't want me to be, fine. Let's talk about Megan and let's talk about, I nailed it on our weekend preview episode on Thursday night. The number I said was 30 million. The tracking, you know, was at in the 18 to 24. That was the tracking. We both thought that was a little low. You went high 20s. I went 30. Clayton, I nailed it. Yes, it's funny because on Friday, after the preview numbers came in for Thursday, it was at 27, which is what I had said. And Avatar was at 37, which is what I had said. And you texted back, it's going to go up. And I was like, you know what? I hope it does. Yes. I hope it does. Because if my lower uh, prognostication was the basement for Megan Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Avatar. 
I'm happy that the ceiling is higher. Like yes. I'm happy you then saw the ceiling. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because anything over 27, I think, would have been a success for Megan. I mean, the thing is, anything over, like, in reality, before any predictions were out there, a movie like Megan, which cost $12 million to make before promotion, Megan coming out and making 10 to $15 million opening weekend, in reality, is a success. Obviously, once predictions come in, all that. But Megan making 30, this is... Out of control. This is well, it's as, as it's high the as the as high ends get. Yes. It made as much or a little bit more than Scream, which mm-hmm. is a bona fide franchise. Although, yes. like I said in our previous episode, people were skittish about that movie. They did not know if Scream or Five Cream, yes. as it's as it's more well known, was going to be another Scream 4, which is a good movie but didn't do well at the box office. So right. the fact that Megan, which is an original IP, and here's the thing, Pat. Original Here IP. is the thing about mm-hmm. Megan, though. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. it did all this on regular yes. 2D screens. Yes. Because Avatar The Way of Water still had a monopoly on all of the PLFs. We're talking, we went and saw this movie Saturday night, packed audience full yes. of young kids. Yes. Right? Yes. Youngsters, bona fide youngsters. Yes. And it was packed. It was rollicking, and it was we couldn't we couldn't even see it in the Dolby. No, because the no. Dolby was taken by Avatar, which is fine. Which is fine. It just but the imagine, thing is you can't fault any of these theaters for not putting Megan in the PLFs. Avatar and, has earned every single PLF, every IMAX, every Dolby, every surround sound. Uh, you 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 can't yeah. listen as, as great as this murderous doll is and she is great you you got to give avatar those screens now avatar it was i've heard guaranteed mm. the screens for 4 weeks okay that was the original contract now of course that's probably going to continue yes uh there's yes. no reason not to it made 45 freaking million dollars in its fourth weekend mhm it only th- I think this is the biggest fourth weekend only maybe uh beaten by the original avatar that is that is correct avatar way of water just had the second biggest fourth weekend ever the only fourth weekend to ever beat it is the fourth weekend of the original avatar that is correct sir right so here's the thing you got to keep avatar yes. in the in the bulk of plfs but the reason I say the bulk is because there should be so many PLFs right. that you have enough for Megan, yes. which would have yes. then made 35, 40. Who knows? Because the average ticket for Megan was, I think, 11 some dollars or something like that. Right. And the, the average for Avatar was way more. Right, right. And people, listen, people would have happily paid more for Megan because people are loving this movie. They are, as the kids say, living for it run me over with a truck megan that is the vibe that we got coming out of that screening absolutely so yeah and as i said we saw this movie and after we saw this movie on saturday and you know it was still saying 27 on deadline yeah but we i knew yeah and i looked at you and we just knew this thing is gonna be huge yeah it was and, one of those situations where we talk now because it's a podcast and you have to talk. 
But we didn't in that moment even have to talk. We just gave each other the look of this BO is going to be higher than what they're saying it is. Oh, yeah. It was just a look. It was a full, full feeder. Yes. And Uh, of young, like you said, young people, influential people. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing. It was the type of crowd that comes out of a theater, phones in hands, telling all the other young influential people, get your ass to Megan. Queen slays, run me over with a truck, Megan. That is yeah. that is the the type of buzz that you are getting coming out of this screening with youngsters. And female. So yes. Megan, let's do some demos right here. 53% oh, let's do it. female, right? Mm-hmm. 53% female. Mm-hmm. 62% of all people were between 18 and 34. Wow. Right? That's who you want to go to yes. the theater. Yes. That's right? so that's so encouraging. Wow. 62% uh, between 18 and 34. Amazing. Amazing. It, and they brought friends, right? Mm. I, I got to find the actual number, but a large percent of the people who came and saw this movie brought two to four people. Wow. Wow. That's groups. When groups go to movies, that is also huge. Yes. yes. And diverse. 37% Beautiful. Caucasian, 28% Hus- Hispanic or Latino. 21% black and 7% Asian. That is nice. Yes. It's it's you're over indexing on the uh you know quote unquote minority uh uh divisions there. That that is outstanding. That means everyone is loving this, everyone's going, everyone could see themselves in this murderous doll. That's key when a character crosses over and People across all backgrounds could see themselves as the character. Now, I had a conversation with a young man okay. that I work with who sees a lot of movies, a big movie guy. Mm-hmm. And I told him, hey, I saw Megan last night. He mm-hmm. rolled his eyes. He said, fucking Megan. Wow. I see Megan everywhere. That mm-hmm. fucking movie. And mm-hmm. I said, listen, buddy. You know, I wasn't mean to him, but I, I, you know, no. I put my ha- foot down a little bit here. Okay. And I was like, listen, buddy. You got to get a movie out for people to see it. The fact mm-hmm. that there is dancers in the, at the, uh, you know, at halftime at a Rams game and there mm-hmm. is a, 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 you know, a, she's over TikTok and the memes are everywhere. Right, That's right. just what you need to do. And I told him this movie is what you want it to be plus more. Yes. And yes. he softened. He softened. Okay. So there is a bit of a backlash against Megan because of oversaturation. But that's not going to keep someone like myself, who at that time I wasn't a B.O. boy. I was a ticket buyer who had put my money where my mouth was. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, listen, your ticket money is going to be well spent. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a lot of what you're going to have to do if people start thinking this is some oversaturation, is which the it person, could be. Is the person you were talking to, are they on the younger side? They of are the a youngster. Okay. They are most definitely a youngster. Here, so they are like getting it in their feed. Right, right. Because it's Megan in is their big social on media trough yeah. it's in their social media trough it's just getting fed to them here's here's what i think could be almost surprising to a youngster is that this is how movies used to be promoted which is a lot you know and i think mm-hmm. people are starting to uh uh forget the fact 
that movie studios used to do a lot of promotion for movies. And you would watch your Thursday night must-see TV, and every commercial break would be five commercials for the movie that was coming out the next day. Mm -hmm. And that McDonald's had toys for all the movies. And that movie posters were everywhere, and movie promotion was everywhere. And we've kind of gotten away from that in the last few years. Post-pandemic, studios aren't getting the giant promotion that they used to. And so when you have a movie like Megan where the studio did get behind it and they hired Megan lookalike dancers to walk the streets in New York and to be on football games and to do promotional stunts and you see ads everywhere, it's almost surprising to young people to see that, yes, a movie actually gets promoted. But guess what? Mm -hmm. They promoted this movie. People knew about the movie. People went to the movie. People bought tickets to the movie. And the movie made $30 million opening weekend. Studios, oversaturate the market with your movies. That's the only way yeah. people will know that movies exist. And I think for some young people, like the, the person that you met today, it's just an adjustment period for them to actually know movies used to get promoted. Back when mm -hmm. we were young, that's just a thing that happened in life. Movies would get yeah. promoted. Exactly. And there was a bit of eye rolling about it. And then once the conversation happened, I think the person is more amenable to seeing it. Yes. Yes. Right? Because it's a and movie about a murderous want. doll who does a dance and everyone loves it. And of course you're going to want yeah. that. Um, and I mean, the, the, the reviews are spectacular for this. Yes. The audience score is a little bit low. It's like 79 or so, which is surprising. But here's what I'm going to say about that, mm -hmm. is that uh, this is a heavily female skewing movie. Okay. Right? Anybody can go on the audience score and say they saw this movie. They don't have to prove it. They don't have huh. to show a ticket. They huh. don't have to show a bank statement. Huh? huh. huh. So anybody who's like... I don't want to see a girl movie can right. go on and say, this movie's no good, you know, whatever, thumbs down. And I'm not saying it's all that because some people can just not like this movie. They could have right. seen it and not liked it. But the the reaction from the audience that we got in the greatest city in the world, in probably the greatest chain theater that is in New York City, Right. In the Lincoln in the Lincoln Square theater. Well, we, yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't want to say where we go all the time, right? In case people are, you know, right, right. But that's true. Especially now that greatest, we are on video, yeah, we're we're a lot yeah, more uh, recognizable. Recognizable. Well, I mean, yeah. they can see you. I'm blurry as shit still. Right. But you're safe. Um, I'm so safe. Um, yeah. But I think the reaction to a person, and it was a diverse group. Yes. All were engaged. Yes. There was no chit-chat. There nope. was only engagement. Yes. Here, Here is – there was a lot of talk leading up to this is, is Megan snakes on a plane? You know, is it an mm -hmm. internet creation? And then when the movie actually comes out, all the internet buzz is going to be meaningless. No one's going to go. First of all, we saw with the numbers, not true at all. This movie made $30 million. It's a real actual hit. But in terms of audience reaction, I was there. You know, hashtag I was there when Snakes on a Plane came out, opening weekend, opening night, possibly that same theater I might have been long time ago, back in my youth. And we went to Snakes on a Plane, big group, same thing, group kind of movie. I went probably, I came in rolling six, seven deep, 
in my group, mm-hmm. full house. And it was raucous during the trailers. Everyone's just hooting and hollering, getting ready for snakes on a plane. And everyone's hyped up, lots of energy. And we're all ready to go. And the lights go down. The movie starts. And then nothing. People were almost immediately disengaged from this bad movie to the point where when Sam Jackson finally utters the titular line, get these mother effing snakes off my mother effing plane, the crowd, which had basically written that line into the movie over social media at the time or over the internet, pre-social media, gotten that line to be put into the movie. When the line hit, nobody cared because the movie was Mm. bad. And you compare that to this Saturday night when we saw Megan and it was a raucous party atmosphere that was engaged with the movie, not making fun of the movie, not talking over it, but engaged with it. This was a movie that was clearly going to have great word of mouth. It was a party. And that's Mm -hmm. where you want to go. You want to go to a party. Absolutely. And this is good for, I mean, Jason Blum. And yes. James Wan. I mean, mm-hmm. they just keep making these small budget movies mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, Black Phone yep. is just a recent one. I yep. think this is going to do more than Black Phone just because it's buzzier. Yeah. And it's more of a group uh, happening. Yes. And right? it's, so, and it's and a it, horror movie and it's a comedy. I mean, that's. Yes. You know, we've talked a lot about how comedies are dead at the movie theaters and maybe they are maybe they aren't they're obviously not in the place they were in the jim carrey mike myers adam sandler uh melissa mccarthy will ferrell days obviously Mm -hmm. but you have a movie like megan and it serves the purpose that a big studio comedy used to is that everyone goes and they're having big laughs for 90 minutes Mm -hmm. together so like megan gives you the horror for the horror heads and the and the gore hounds, but it's also a comedy movie. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. That's the thing with comedy is it now is in different forms. You got the action yep. comedies uh, like your Bullet Trains, and then you've got something like Megan, which is a horror comedy. So comedy right. is still big. People right. still want to laugh, right. but they also want another spicy element. Yes. that's just the case. Yes, yes, exactly. So that comes that turns into a situation where we may not have comedy movie stars like a Will Ferrell or a Melissa McCarthy or a Kevin Hart, even though Kevin Hart kind of got out of the studio comedy game, even though he was still delivering hits pre pandemic, but we may not have well, those. He's stars. in Netflix. He's in Netflix purgatory right now. Yeah. His I, I feel whole like career he's... is wrapped up in bad, mediocre, forgotten yeah, Netflix movies. I mean, he had a movie with Mark Wahlberg that was on Netflix that was right. a comedy that nobody saw or remembers. Right. So you may not have movie comedy movie stars like him anymore, but they've been replaced by Megan. Megan mm-hmm. the Doll is possibly our new Melissa McCarthy. Is possibly our new Chris Tucker. You know, mm-hmm. she is our new comedy big screen movie star and yeah. I'll take it. She made me laugh. So, I mean, she could do something with a, uh, a facial expression that a lot of comics yes. these days cannot. Yes. 
Yes, yes. And she's made for the big screen. You know, Megan is not a web series. Megan mm-hmm. is not a limited streaming event. Megan is a movie star and a big screen comedian. And so it's to sum it up. Yeah. We're excited about Megan. We think this movie is going to do really well. Now, it is, I mean, it is one of those things where this movie is probably going to end up on PVOD pretty quickly because Universal does that. Yeah. Now, it depends, I think, on what the second weekend does because if the second weekend is super strong, there's no reason to pull a Puss in Boots and throw this on to PVOD because even though it doesn't cannibalize, I do think you make this – Special. You make yes. this a group outing to a theater, not a group outing to the family den where right. all the kids come over. Because listen, also, kids want to be able to go out into the world and right. have that kind of independence that you can do when you go to the theater instead of being like, we're going to be at uh, you know Billy's house and blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. And right. smoking cigarettes out the window. Yeah, smoke a cigarette on the street right. outside the theater. That's freedom. Right, right. And, you know, like you said, this is a group movie. It's a party movie. And so this weekend you had groups of three to ten people going together to see this movie. You throw this on PVOD. I actually could see it cannibalizing theaters in a way maybe PVOD doesn't for other movies because Mm -hmm. then this becomes a type of movie where, hey, Megan's on PVOD. It's 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever it is. Let's get 10 people over to this basement and we could mm-hmm. all watch Megan. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I do think Universal and listen, Blumhouse, Jason Blum, he's such an advocate of the theatrical experience. I could see them holding off on this for a bit. You know, something like Nope, which wasn't Blumhouse, but it was Universal. Nope did get a full, I think, 45 day run in movie theaters oh, before yeah. it went to. Uh, but that's a bl- that's a big hit like that that's like a big budget hit movie. I mean, it's not. It's, it's probably not going to be as profitable as Megan, but it's, it's a big oh, budget it's a bigger movie. movie than Megan, yeah. and that's why they wanted to give it some uh, yeah. runway here. Well, here's what I would hope with Megan, and we could talk about this in the weeks to come. Talking about those PLFs, those premium screens, you know. Way of Water is going to have those premium screens for sure the next few weeks, but maybe in its third, fourth weekend, you could do a promotion where for the first time in its run, you could see Megan on some IMAXs. You know, mm-hmm. before Quantumania, obviously, it will be the next movie that is guaranteed all the IMAXs, but you could have a weekend where maybe you do switch some of those IMAXs or or at least the Dolby's or the you know the premium screens to Megan and you could boost that third fourth weekend business for Megan because hey come see the doll again but she's on a premium screen now now can we really quickly just pivot we're going to talk about Avatar obviously and we're going right. to talk about Tom Hanks we're going to yes, we're going to talk about a man called Otto but Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Wow. Now, we got an email from wannabe old boy Reed. Okay. And he is fuming. Wow. The title of the email is Really? Universal? Really? Yep. And and no question marks in that subject. Those are periods. Really? Yeah. Period. Universal? Period. Really? Period. So he's mad. Sorry, I went into the Seth Meyers cadence, which is all ingrained in us because he's such a cultural icon at this point. But- Ugh. 
putting Puss in Boots on premium VOD after two weeks with the lack of family films until Mario, though I would argue many families will see Ant-Man in the theaters, I would have waited until after MLK three-day weekend to give it a full four weekends. I understand that Sing 2 did it last year, huh? But that was a whole different level of the pandemic, huh? I remember taking our son to Sing 2 during MLK weekend Saturday matinee, and there was only a few people there. It hurts theaters. If Universal wants to be able to open Fast 11 on 5,000 uh, 5, screens, it helps to actually have theaters to show it. Because between the lack of product and short release windows, I can see many multiplexes going the way of the blockbuster stores. Read. Wow. Period. Period. Yeah, he put period a period at the end name. of his name. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and he's that's mad. emphatic. Yeah. He's mad. I mean, we, we feel you, Reed. Of course, we want theaters to just continue to or to succeed, to be around forever. To The, the theatrical is our lifeblood, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, so we feel you on that. I mean, I'll say I, I agree. It would I would prefer if Puss in Boots was still exclusive to theaters right now. I mean, I mm-hmm. think one reason that this happened is because Puss in Boots did open soft opening mm-hmm. weekend, and yeah, these streaming decisions while they could happen quickly, they probably don't happen immediately. So the fact that it's on pvod is probably a decision that came a few weeks ago after the soft opening you know Mm -hmm. if puss in boots had opened to 60 million dollars opening weekend it probably wouldn't be on pvod but because it opened soft what in the teens on its opening weekend they probably got a little skittish didn't foresee this incredible hold that it's having and they said you know what let's make some quick cash on pvod while the marketing is still fresh. So I think that is probably part of what happens here. And this PVOD price is higher mm-hmm. than I think they've any of them been, have been since Trolls yep. back right when the pandemic started. Yep. To buy this movie, it's $29.99, and to rent it, it is $24.99. So that right. is a premium experience when right. you're looking at an average ticket price in the U.S., right. as what ten dollars nine? I think it's what nine dollars and seventeen cents or something. Right. That's just the average. So that is triple what you would pay going to the theater mm-hmm. in the stacks. So this is a premium. I will say, Reed, I feel your anger. Yes. Absolutely, I feel your anger. I agree with what Pat said. It's because of the soft opening. I don't think this is going to completely cannibalize Puss in Boots. No, because, listen, there's always going to be this audience now that just doesn't want to go to theaters, and so it's on PVOD. That's what they've been waiting for. They'll buy Puss in Boots there. Mm-hmm. But rats need their cheese, and parents need a way to get their kids out of the house for a couple hours. So kids' movies are always going to be viable, even if you could get them at home. It's still an event. I think Puss in Boots, listen, the the legs on this movie look like they're going to be incredible. This this hold in its third weekend, it only dropped 22%, made 13.1, which is even more than either of us predicted for this third week. I said I 11. I, yeah, I think I may have went 10 or 11, something like that. I think so, you went 10. Yeah, so it, it's doing great. I mean, here's something about Puss in Boots. 
we talked over the fall months about what a bum La La Crocodile mm-hmm. was. Drummed his ass out of Hollywood. I don't even yep. know if crocodiles have an ass, but if, it, if he has one, it's drummed out of Hollywood. We fed him to the gators. We fed the croc to the gators, and then you compare him to Puss in Boots, voiced by Antonio Banderas, and Puss in Boots is showing right now he is a premium movie star. He is uh, he he is a top of the the above the title movie star for these kids. And the holds in weekends two and three have clearly proven that Puss in Boots is a megastar. And thank thank God that he is. We need the kids needed this one. I will agree with Reed. Mm-hmm. That if we had more products right now, mm-hmm. this would be less of an issue. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think smaller windows are bad when there are things for people to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do agree when we're not in a desert at the moment, but there's, I mean, it's going to be thin soup coming up. It is kind of a bummer that this isn't exclusive. But I also, like I said, don't think the the PVOD is going to cannibalize this too much. No, no. I, I think that Puss in Boots. So let's say, I mean, we're right now, Puss in Boots is at 87 million domestic, which again mm-hmm. is outstanding when you look at the fact that it opened up in its first weekend at 12.4 million. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, and it had the holidays, the two weeks where everyone was off, all those weekdays, all that. But this is a great multiplier right mm-hmm. now a great great multiplier and you know the comp when this came out last uh the, when this came out we were competent to sing two which came out december in 2021 and sing two ended up at 162 million when all was said and done mm-hmm. and when puss in boots opened to 12.4 we were like all right it's got no chance of doing mm-hmm. sing two numbers and 162 million is still a long ways off, and who knows if it's going to get there. Oh, but Sing- it has no chance of that. It doesn't, but it's going to get so much closer than we ever would have thought after that opening weekend. Like right now, I feel pretty safe to say Puss in Boots is going to do like 120 million. I mean, it'll definitely beat the bad guys. Well, the bad guys didn't even get to 100, did it? Uh, what did yeah. the bad guys get to? Bad guys didn't get to 100, but I'm saying, I'm just saying, listen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's almost there. was there. talk right. that this wouldn't even hit the bad guys. Remember that? Oh, I mean, you're yes. already jumping to 120, but there was talk that this was not going to beat bad guys. People and were talking. And it will beat the bad guys. Yes. it's gonna, Everybody's talking at me. It's going to beat the bad guys. I mean, I think that, you know, you look at its third weekend, uh, which oh, we said it just did 13 million And you compare that to the third weekend of Sing 2, which, of course, had a bigger opening. But the third weekend of Sing 2 only did 11.5. So at this point Mm -hmm. now, Puss in Boots is on a weekend-to-weekend basis now pulling ahead of what Sing 2 was doing at the same point. So it's, it's got some room to start making up some of that ground over the next few weeks. Again, it's not going to do 162. But Puss in Boots getting to 120, maybe 130, is, I think, a real possibility because we don't have a true kids movie until Mario. You know, like Reed said, obviously kids are going to go see Quantumania 
and all that. But Mario's the next time there's true cheese for the rats. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about some brie for the oldsters. Okay. Number four, a man called Otto, 4.2 million. We did not have this anywhere near that amount. We thought this was going to make two, maybe. Yes, yes. People came out for this movie. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks is still a draw, and adults are going to the movies. I know 4.2 doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but when you look, it's only in 637 theaters, Mm -hmm. okay? This movie is going to expand wide next weekend, and it's got great word of mouth. Yes. People are very excited for this movie. It's it's over-indexing in the stacks, okay? That's huge. The top... Theaters were in Austin, San Antonio, Detroit, Tampa, Salt Lake, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Dallas, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Seattle, Tacoma, Denver, Orlando, Sacramento, and San Diego, all over-indexed. This is a movie that the heartland, Mm -hmm. if you can call Tampa the heartland, but you know what I mean. Right, right. Not the coasts. This isn't over-indexing on the coast. This is doing a Crawdads. Right. Crawdads also over-indexed in the stacks. Yep. With the plain billies, right? Yep, yep. With the salt of the earths. Yes, the, the, the earth dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And so when this thing expands, I mean, Tommy Boy could have a hit on his hands. And his- finally, this is a book adaptation yep. that's not a freaking Dave Eggers book okay mm-hmm. he took the dave eggers library and he took it down to the goodwill and he said listen i gotta do a movie from a book that's gonna make some money on the big screen mm-hmm. and he took this book that already was made into a movie it was originally called a man called uh ove or however you say okay. it Okay, so a foreign, foreign film foreign film okay and now they had to change it to auto which mm-hmm. was a good play yes because America doesn't know Ove. Yeah. But or they know Ove, or however you say it. They know Otto for sure. Yep. And so it's him in a comedy esque mm-hmm. movie, right? Mm-hmm. Heartwarming comedy, not filthy, right? Yep. Not edgy. Right. It's not Tom I Hanks mean, doing a dirty grandpa situation. No one wants that. Yeah, listen, Zach Efron isn't walking in on Tom Hanks jerking off on a on a uh Barker lounger. Right. Right, that Thank Tom's God. not doing that shit. No. He already did bachelor party back in the day. He ain't going back there. Right. So I'm. I had no expectations for this movie, mm-hmm. and you were higher on this movie. And I gotta give you months I ago. I gotta. I gotta doff I, my cap. To I you. love that trailer. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I. I have no interest in seeing it, but I'm invested in its success, and right. I do think that this could be a sleeper hit yes and and let's not discount you know when you said finally a hit for tommy tom hanks had a huge hit this past summer he was the co-star of elvis he was 
the big, you know, a, a big reason why something like I want to dance with somebody isn't a big hit is they didn't get Whitney that Houston. I want to dance with somebody. They didn't get that big name star to support the person playing the famous musician. And Tom Hanks yes. was that he was the big name in Elvis, aside from obviously the Elvis IP. That was a gigantic hit for adults. And it's going to be a best mm-hmm. picture nominee. And something like that puts Tom Hanks back at the forefront of the minds of this older audience because that older audience all loved Elvis. That's one of the movies mm-hmm. after Maverick that got them back into theaters. They've watched Elvis 10 times a piece on HBO the last couple of months. They're back in love with Tom Hanks. So now, it's, oh, look, Tom Hanks has a new movie that feels like a Tom Hanks movie. You know, mm-hmm. it feels like he's playing a guy who's, Maybe he's a little cranky, but he's gonna. We all know he's gonna be nice at the end, and this is not insider information. I haven't seen this film, but Tom Hanks will be nice at the end of A Man Called Otto. People, yeah. I think, are going to turn this. In. We'll see next weekend. Expands wide. We'll talk about it more in our preview episode. But this is and a it's great, MLK weekend. Yeah, so it's got the extra day. So this mm-hmm. is a great limited release and it's that type of windowing strategy that actually works because this movie's got a ton of good buzz because it had a good box office weekend absolutely and i think the reason why our expectations were low is because this movie opened at four theaters on the coasts Mm -hmm. and you know what the uh, the coastal elites did not respond to this film nope not in the way that the heartland is right Right. right, right, and so that's why I think my expectations were low because the coasts were like, I don't care about Otto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me Ove. Give me Ove. Give me yeah, Ove. Yeah, yeah. Don't give me Otto. Yeah, bring Tar back. Bring Tar back. Where's Tar? Right, right, right. So very it's now, if be that very... movie was called uh, Becky, it would have done well in the. Well, I guess Becky's already a movie, but if it was like uh, Cheryl. Okay. It might have done better with the Earth Dogs. If you called Tar Cheryl, everybody knows a Cheryl. They'd be like, ah, right. There you go. And everyone knows an Otto, and it's going to be great to. I'm looking forward to to following the journey of a man called Otto these next few weeks. It's going to go wide next weekend. We'll talk about it more on our uh, weekend preview app. So now looking at this top five, I mean, the movie we haven't touched on at all is the number one movie. Avatar Way of Water, $45 million fourth weekend. I mean, this is one where I went above the tracking in my prediction. I said 40. And and you were still low. And I was still low. I mean, God, you cannot go high enough on James Cameron. You know, no matter what you predict, James Cameron continues to exceed even your highest expectations or predictions. It is incredible it's incredible well, you know this guy's what? BO. you know what pat you know what we can say what it's happening again it's happening again it's happening again he, hashtag he's it's happening doing again. it he's doing it again now everybody was saying and even us because listen we don't know the future mm-hmm. we didn't see the 45 million coming mm-hmm. now everybody's saying two billion is in the bag that mythical number that Jimmy Cameron put out there as his, this is how this will be profitable. Which was always to his crazy and high. He talked to his financiers, Pat, mm-hmm. and they said at 
two billion, this movie will be profitable, and you will get all three new Avatar movies. Mm -hmm. If it's not, then you only get one. And now, guess what, Pat? Yeah. He's done interviews, and he said, you're getting all three. So you mean you're getting all five? There will be five well, Avatar movies. Is that what, is that what you're trying to say? By the end of the day, but you're getting... Uh, here's the thing. Okay. There was only going to be a third movie if they failed. If this movie failed, got there was it, only going to be a third movie. And then if it succeeded, which right. it did, there was going to be two additional movies, right? So he's making all three, which are, will be the complete five avatars. Got it. So there'll be all five. That's what you're saying. Got it. But there's it. already two. So it doesn't matter about the other two. It's about the three that aren't there yet. Those are the ones you're getting. Got it. Got it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get you, but I think it's a cleaner thing to just say you're getting all five instead of you just getting You already three. have two of them. But the set is a should set I have of five. Said, the set should I have said should I have said you're getting three more? Yes, yes. That would have that All right. that's, there we go. Yeah. And now listen, I've not to you're, nitpick. I mean, not this is nitpick, you're just but, well, not to nitpick, but you did. But, but, but that's I had right. to, it's but right. I had to. It's okay. Um, I had to. Um so he's doing it again. Listen, I'm yes. doing it again. I'm nitpicking, but the important thing is James Cameron's doing it again. So I'm looking at the highest-grossing domestic films of all time. I mean, I was going right there with you, Pat. Yeah. Listen, sometimes we have little communication issues, but when it comes to box office, we're always on the same uh, wavelength. Uh, we get right back on track. And Avatar Way of Water is now currently, at this moment, as we record, the 16th highest-grossing domestic film of all time at $516.7 mm -hmm. And looking at this chart, I mean, when next weekend is over, when we're here, right here next week, it looks like it will be moved up to the number 13 spot. Because I think Lion King, number 13 at 543 million. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a slam doink that Avatar Way of Water is going to get that extra 30 million in the next 7 days. Yeah. And and mean and you mentioned and we mentioned MLK Day. Mhm. Mm I mean, this movie's got another long weekend coming up. Yep. Right? Yep. And I can't wait. It's right underneath Rogue One, this mm. movie that people have been comping Avatar to. And it's ridiculous, okay? It's ridiculous. It's going to be passing Rogue One by, like, Wednesday. I cannot wait. Listen, I don't root against movies. No. But that movie already had its run, and I'm sick of hearing about how it's a comp for Avatar, The Way of Water. I can't wait for Avatar, The Way of Water to stomp over Rogue One. Yes, yes, yes. And also, it'll soon be stomping over Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And I think by next weekend, it stomps over that Lion King remake. And then we start after that. That's when we start getting into the territory. I think there's definitely more movies. It's going to pass for sure. Mm -hmm. But we're, you know, right now, what would you say, Clayton, looking at these top highest grossing domestic movies of all time, what would you put as your slam doink? For sure, um, Avatar Way of Water is definitely going to get this high. 
which movie do you say is where it definitely beats this, but then anything past that starts to become iffy? Oh, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I don't ever want to underestimate Jimmy here. Right, right. I think, I mean, I think it could definitely nestle right next to Titanic. Okay. 659. Okay. 678 for Infinity War at number seven. I mean, he could it could reach that. I think Black Panther is the one that might be a bridge too far. Is That's this thing gonna make seven hundred mil? I don't know. I, I, I would I would at this moment I would say it's gonna be cheek to cheek with Titanic. Okay. Dancing cheek to cheek. Um it's very interesting. I mean, I know I asked you that question. Am I gonna answer it myself? I think the slam doink the slam doink. Mm-hmm. is this movie, yeah, is definitely, I think, definitely going to pass Jurassic World, which currently sits number nine with 652. I think that's a slam doink. And honestly, it could end up passing Black Panther and Top Gun Maverick, 700, 718. This movie, I think, definitely could have another 200 million domestic in its tank. It's It's very possible. And you know what? Ask me next weekend. Right. But you were asking like slam doink. And I do think that it's definitely going to reach that Titanic and hopefully overtake Avengers Affinity War. And I know we don't talk about um, international box office. Don't talk about worldwide. Huh? Huh? But this thing is a slam doink for top five. Yes. uh, Of all time. So then it'll join the original Avatar in Titanic. In that class, that is insane. He will have three of the top five all-time worldwide hits. Yeah, it's it's it is completely incredible. I mean, it, and then make room for listen the top right. five. Make room for the third one. Right, and the make fourth room one. for the fourth one and the fifth one. If he has all five, right, right, and then Titanic at six. Yeah, I mean, is he a god? I mean, listen, is he? A god. A box office god. Of course, yeah. we're not saying pray to him. We're not saying... Uh, no, no. I'm not talking yeah. about deities in the sense of like, you know, uh, other than box office, which is all we talk about. Right, he, right. I and mean, box is, office is the most important thing. So he would be a god just for box office, but that would make him the most important god there is. And he's already close. I mean, that's one person that already is going to have three. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you look at these top 10 domestic movies ever and there isn't a Spielberg there you know we're mm-hmm. no longer in that era you know back in the day E.T. the extraterrestrial was like on the top three highest earning movies of all time and you had probably yeah. Jurassic Park was in that top five at one gotta point be, in time be. but now you look at what the top domestic earners of all time and they're all just ip where the director or the creative force behind them is a total non-entity i mean i'll just quickly go through you look at star wars force awakens that's jj abrams he's a non-entity avengers endgame directed by the guys who brought you episodes of community non-entity spider-man no way home i 
don't know who directed that. That would be the same guy who directed the other Spider-Man movies in that Didn't trilogy. Didn't he do Cop Car? Right. So it's that guy. Then Avatar, James Cameron. Top Gun Maverick, the auteur there, is Tom Cruise. So give him that. You know, uh, um, uh, let's see, another Avengers movie, Black Panther. You know, these are all IP movies. I mean, Ryan Coogler. I mean, here's yeah, the thing. Ryan Coogler the only is, one other than Jimmy Cameron is Ryan Coogler. Is Ryan Coogler. You're right. Yes, I said Black Panther is Ryan Coogler. Then Jurassic World is a non-entity. As and then as the, is Avengers um, uh, Joss Whedon? Joss Whedon, right. Jeez. So, so, Marvel so, movies are just, wow. Well, so we're not, the thing is, those are not movies where it was a Spielberg yeah. who is the the director who could take credit for that movie. Yeah. You know, so Cameron now becomes the person who, when you look at the biggest movies of all time, he's really the only director who you could say is the quote unquote reason mm-hmm. why these movies are what they are. Yeah. So it's he is the god of the box office. He's not a, a, a god or whatever, no, but no, no. whatever, whatever. You, everyone yeah, knows yeah, what yeah, we yeah, mean. Box yeah, office yeah, yeah. is king. He's the god of the box office. So at this point, there's no. I would say there's no ceiling for how high this movie could go. But I think we both agree the slam doink is it looks like it's almost definitely nestling next to Titanic at this mm-hmm. point. Now, didn't we have our last, because we now have a YouTube channel, Pat. Yes, we do. And we got a few. I want to bring up. Um, okay. I want to bring up okay. one of our last episodes, because I think there was a few people in the comments who were throwing out some numbers for what they thought that Avatar was going to end up at. Would end up at okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I'm 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 just scrolling through my subscriptions, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to find us. Okay, in order well to get that. Well, we had uh, you know I'm looking at a recent episode, and we have a YouTube follower named Infelice. Thank you, Infelice, for being a subscriber and being someone who's been very active on our YouTube channel comment section. One of our first subscribers, I believe. And Infelice predicted that Avatar 2 would make $40 million. Mm-hmm. Megan would make 27.5, went 11 for Puss in Boots, and then three for Wakanda and two for I Want to Dance with Somebody. So great predictions, but a little under, like most people were on all these movies, but closer than most because Infelice went on the high end of the Avatar 2 and Megan weekend predictions. So great job there. For Infelice, but the YouTube channel is a great place for wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people, people to get together, comment, talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you could talk to each other in the comment section of our episode videos, go back and forth, mix it up. What do you predict? What do I predict? You know, how's your day going? How's my day going? If you want to get granular, mm-hmm. you could do that on the B.O. Boys YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes here if you haven't subscribed So yet. now I'm on the video. Just a few quick hits here. Best, uh, I mean, sorry, box office ranking said this movie is definitely getting into the top 10 all-time worldwide, maybe top five. Domestic mm-hmm. will be tough. Let's see how it does now that the holidays are over. This obviously is uh, talking about Avatar. Um, we also have international box office. This is from uh, Kevin... 
Kevin D. I'll keep your anonymity. Okay. Okay. International box office total run, $2.3 billion. They're going for that. Mm-hmm. Then Kevin D. also said domestic, seven thirty. So he's going mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And then Scar said, Jimmy C keeps winning. He definitely does. And then just Peppa Pig said, loving this channel. Thank you, Peppa Thank Pig. Thank you, Peppa Pig. And people are loving the YouTube channel. They get to see us. And listen, Clayton's a little blurry, yeah, but I'll fix a blurry it. Clayton is better than no Clayton. Listen, I will fix it. I can't be talking about the high frame rate. 3D technical marvel that is Avatar, The Way of Water, and look like this. I can't. I got to live up to Jimmy C's standards. If he watched this, he'd be like, what is this blurry mess? Right. Well, the thing is, there, as we talk about with theaters, it's also the same way within Zoom and YouTube screens. There's a limited number of premium screens. Mm -hmm. And so right now... I'm on one of those premium screens. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm looking sharp. I'm looking like Avatar. Way. I, my screen is the one that you pay a surcharge to watch. Yeah. And Clayton's screen is a 2D screen where you're in one of those theaters where it's it's still cloth seats and some of the seats are ripped. It's a crapshoot whether you're going to have a hole in your seat. Yeah. Not a premium screen. You don't want to pay the upcharge for the screen that Clayton is in. Although, I, there was a trash bag over a seat at the theater we were at to see Megan, right? And that was one of the only seats that was not filled. Yes, yes. And if and it, if you would have sold a ticket to that trash bag seat, I think someone would have bought it, and they would have sat in it, and they would have watched the whole movie because that's how engaging Megan mm-hmm. was. That's the thing. Megan right now is not in the best screening rooms in these movie theaters. You know, this was opening weekend of Megan and we had to sit in a, it was a big room, but it was one of those rooms that still had cloth seats. It did not have reclining seats. It did not have leather smooth seats. It had the cloth seats that things could get stuck on and all that, you know? So Megan is making as much as it did in the cloth seat theaters. Yeah, man. Impressive. And very impressive. All right, Pat. Well, I think we did it, my friend. Yes. Um, yes. Where can they find us? I know we said YouTube. You got to smash that like and subscribe button, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then where else? So email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. We always read a lot of emails on the weekend preview episode. So get us your predictions for this upcoming weekend. I mean, next weekend, next episode, we're going to be predicting – the wide release of A Man Called Otto, and Gerard Butler's plane apparently is opening this Friday, January 13th, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's something else coming House out. Party? House Party, the Warner Brothers House Party movie is coming out this Friday, so it's going to be a big weekend preview episode. Get your predictions in. Hopefully by, I would say by Wednesday, early Thursday, because then we... We record the weekend preview episode and we run it, read your emails and predictions, the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, smash that, where are my fingers? Smash that like button, wherever it is, smash it, smash it, hit it, hit it hard. Smash it. 
And once it's smashed, then you will be a subscriber. There you go. Clayton smashing it. Be a subscriber. And, and, and you know, talk in the comments there. I'm pointing out there's the comments are also down mm-hmm. there. You know, and just hear, hear something. A man called Otto. Is it going to make $15 million next weekend? Talk, some, talk amongst yourselves. Yep. yep. All right. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, so subscribe to the YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at the B.O. Boys Pod. Want to be our intern Christopher is killing it with the video excerpts, with the clips up there. He had a little bit of a, 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 a holiday vacation, and I want to hear all about that. But he is back. He's back, and he's making content for the Twitter channel. And he's got a big episode coming up soon. we got to talk to him about that. A big Christopher-centric episode is coming. So follow us there at the B.O. Boys Pod on Twitter, YouTube, email. There you go. It's all it's What all there. about Apple Podcasts? You gotta like and you gotta follow and you got to review our show. Yes. Five stars only. Yes. Five stars, Five stars only. only. Five star review and leave a little written review after your five star review and we'll read it on air. So five star review, write something and we'll read it on air. It's another way to communicate with the B.O. Boys, and it's a great way to spread the word and get this show in front of more people, Absolutely. which is what we all want. We all Because want then that. you you can just say you were there first. That's why you yes. pass things on to people, so you yes. can gloat that you know something they don't. Yes, yes. So be part of it. All right. Well, I don't think there's anything left to say, Pat, except no. until next time. We'll smell you at the bar.